This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, ladies. While reading through the 78th chapter of Psalm the other day, I was reminiscent of so many passages throughout the Old Testament. And I know that we often find things in the Bible repeated over and over, and we even say, why didn't God's children get it? I know I've found myself questioning various incidences, wondering why, after they suffered all these consequences, that they often return to the same pattern of disobedience. Well, the fact is, we forget, sometimes quickly. It sticks in our minds until the memory of the punishment or consequence is dissipated. Then we often fall back into the same pattern as before. It's really not so unusual. Look at our children for a moment. We may tell our three-year-old not to kick a ball in the house. He or she might break something or hurt someone, perhaps themselves. And so they stop until the next time. They may have to be corrected or disciplined several times until they remember the repercussions of their behavior. As Christians, God's children, we're much like those children. We may take something very remarkable and prayerfully, not something that is tragic, to correct our disobedient, sinful behavior. There's a cure for this, and God gives it to us. It's a type of reinforcement that will help guide us to the level of understanding that we will not willfully make ungodly choices that likely will result in discipline. Let's see what the psalmist has to teach us in Psalm 78, 1-7. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He hath done. For He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make known them to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works, but keep his commandments. Our Heavenly Father spared not his holy word, his teachings from his precious children. He made them completely aware and reinforced His precepts and promises to them, to us, because He loves us so much. Do you remember that phrase, spare the rod and spoil the child? Well, it actually means, spare the rod and you will spoil the child. And it's well rooted in the following verses that we read in the Bible. Proverbs 22.15 says, Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. And Proverbs 29.15 says, The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother shame. The sparing of the rod of correction, regardless of how it's administered, will likely result in children who are not obedient to parents, which is not acceptable with God. Our children need biblical guidance from their parents, both mother and father. They need to understand that the disobedience of God's children always resulted in some form of punishment, and that blessings were the result of obedience. 
God has never wanted his children to perish, but that all would follow his will and leave a godly, live a godly, joyful life. The psalmist continues his teachings in Psalm 78, verses 5 through 8. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare to their children that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. Now that's the result of failure to teach God's word from generation to generation. And again, We see this throughout the Bible, when God's people become negligent, when we slack off of study of His Word, our children and their children will reap the same consequences that their parents suffered. We have a grave responsibility as parents, and I pray that we take it seriously. Bible class teachers as well, aunts and uncles, grandparents, brothers and sisters in Christ, the children are going to look to us for guidance. No little child sets out to be evil or disobedient, but they do have to be taught and retaught over and over and corrected consistently when necessary. As we read on through the chapter, multiple disobediences of the Israelites are mentioned. In verses 16 through 17, it states, He brought streams also out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. And they sinned yet more against him by provoking the Most High in the wilderness. As if forty years were not enough, forty more years followed of wilderness wandering. Then we see how the Egyptians provoked God to wrath, as their country suffered over the ten plagues, because of Pharaoh's rebellious spirit. And in verse 50 we read, He, being God, made a way to his anger. He spared not their soul from death but gave their life over to the pestilence, and smote all the firstborn in Egypt, the chief of their strength in the tabernacles of Ham, but made his own people to go forth like sheep, and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. And he led them on safely, so that they feared not. But the sea overwhelmed their enemies, and he brought them to the border of his sanctuary, even to this mountain which his right hand had purchased. Yes, God spared not their soul from death. What a sad day for so many who lost so much because of wicked rebellion toward our Creator. It could have had a very different outcome had Pharaoh simply listened to God by the voice of Moses. But stubborn pride resulted in God not sparing their soul from death. But His people went forward, being blessed by the Lord. Now let's look over at the New Testament for just a minute the law that we live under today. Second Peter 2, 4-6 states, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemn them with an overthrow, making them an ensample to those who after should live ungodly. Considering all of this, 
How important is it that we should read and study His Word and learn to be obedient? And what about our children? How important is it for them? Let's consider one more passage. Romans eight thirty-one through 32 What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him also freely give us all things? Think about that. God loves us so very much He had to willingly give His Son to atone for the sins of the world. Yours, mine, everyone's. How important is that to us? It was the greatest sacrifice ever given. To hear your son's prayer in the garden, and we can read that in John chapter 17. It had to be heartbreaking, yet needful. For us to live eternally with God and Christ, they both had to give their all. Our children need to hear this, and they need to hear it frequently, repeatedly. They deserve the opportunity to live for those who died for them, and it's up to us to teach them. Will we do that is the question. I thank you for listening. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Byway Media by visiting our website, bywaymedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts on all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.